When it comes to discussing the realities of parenting, you can expect some sensitive material and occasional profanity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Anonymous Mama podcast, where two childhood friends reconnect to discuss mom life, adulting, and everything in between. And today we are talking birthing plans because I don't know why we call them plans. Why <laughs> to be honest, why do we do that to ourselves? The question today is why do we do this to yeah, ourselves? Why, why is this a thing? <laughs> did you have birthing plans for both? No. Neither? No. Did, and I'm glad did I didn't. You? I shouldn't say I didn't. I knew with I was never like, I'm going to have a natural birth. I knew I was going to have the epidural. I, I was a planner. So it's like, I needed to know that like my water was going to break. Mm-hmm. this was going to happen and it did play out that way but I have really fast births especially Good like for with you my birth. yeah yep I was not I, I was <laughs> we'll get to mine it's yeah. not the same situation. no and, and, and that's the thing it's like so <laughs> when I had my oldest none of our friends had had kids so they just kind of thought yeah. like oh you're in the hospital for like eight hours and then you have a baby well that's mm-hmm. not how so was eight hours. I got, I went in, my water broke. I asked for an epidural, couldn't get an epidural right away because the anesthesiologist had a, an emergency that he had to go to. So then they came back and checked me. And I don't know about you, but I feel like everybody but the janitor came in and checked my vagina to see if I was dilated. <laughs> it was like, everybody was just coming in and like putting their hand in my vagina to see how dilated I was. And it was like, that's what he said. He's like, is the janitor going to come in next? Cause I feel like everybody's just checking you. Then I'm like, I really feel like I need to push. And they're like, well, do you still want the epidural? And I'm like, I don't know. Can you? Like, I don't know how this stuff works. <laughs> like, yeah. Why are you even, asking me? Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> go and take like a tour of the hospital like they suggest because I was like, whatever, I'll find it. I didn't do anything we were supposed to do. I'm just not. I, that wasn't suggested to me when. Oh, yeah. We were told to go and suggest like we were told to go and like tour the hospital and do the hospital tour, take classes. We didn't take any classes. We didn't do we didn't do anything. And so then they came and they're like, you're nine centimeters. So, you know, as soon as you reach 10, you can go. And I'm like, well, I really wanted an epidural. And they're like, <laughs> so just so you're aware, like it's going to slow everything down once you have the epidural. Yep. And I was like, OK, well, I want it. So I got it. And that slowed everything down. They were totally right. But at least I didn't like I was just in so much pain that Which I was a like, lot of people just... don't realize that it does. Yes. And he did tell me he's like, or the nurses, they did tell me they're like, there's a possibility it can slow everything down. So just be aware. And I'm like, okay, I just need some, I was. I don't care. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I just already drug. went, I'm like, I have been, I went from like two to nine really without yeah. anything. So I want something now. Yeah. I, I want the drugs. Give me the flipping <laughs> drugs. <laughs> yeah. And then with my second, I just kind of assumed I would have a baby. Like I had my first baby, but yeah. I had her on my bathroom floor because I had a rapid birth. How rapid are we talking? Oh, like my water broke on the toilet. You don't know the story that I like legit like. No. Okay. So I was having probably having contractions all day long, but I have IBS really bad and I ate McDonald's. So I thought I was just having like cramping. Well, come to find out. (laughs) I, 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 yeah. I, I knew I was pregnant, but like, yeah, it's like that episode of I you didn't need know to I submit was pregnant. Yeah, to oxygen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm just having IBS pain all day long. Yeah. So I am like trying to poop. Well, oh when you're pooping, God. you're pushing. Pushing. So I am pushing like all day long. Little did I know. And so then when I had my oldest, my 
water broke. So that's how I knew to go in. I never had to time contractions. I didn't know how that worked. So at like 10 o'clock at night, I'm like, um, honey, I think we're probably going to be going in tonight. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, I'm going to go to bed. And if you think we're going to go in and I'm, he's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't think I can sleep. Like I'm in pain. And he's like, well, why don't you call the doctor and let me know? So at 11 o'clock or like 1130, I don't remember. I was watching like a late show and I called the doctor, the hospital, and it was actually the nurse that helped me deliver my oldest that answered the phone and gave me all this information. She's like, okay, well, there's the rule of fives. And I'm like, again, I have no idea what that means. It's like having five contractions within five. I don't know what it meant. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I don't think they're five minutes apart right now. I'm going to say they're nine minutes apart. And she's like, okay, well, triage is packed we're really full. So if you don't think that you need to come in, I don't want you uncomfortable here. I'd rather have you stay at home and labor if you can. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like and she was trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. And so the minute I hang up the phone with her, my contractions are like five minutes apart. So I'm like, go wake up my husband. And I'm like, we got to go. So he's like, okay. So I'm like, someone has to call my mom because our oldest is sleeping and it's 1130. So I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. So I go into the bathroom that's next to my oldest and I sit on the toilet and I'm like trying to poop while as I'm doing that my water like bursts everywhere husband's on the other side of the house he can hear it like hit the floor no he starts yeah he starts laughing and I was like it is not funny and I'm like I need a (laughs) towel bring me a towel so he brings me a towel (laughs) brings me a towel I'm like wiping up the amnia or the fluid you know and then all of a sudden I'm like oh my god and I like lean over the toilet and I can like feel her head coming out No, yeah I feel her head and I'm like honey call 911 and he like comes and looks at me and he's like okay you know he could like I could just feel it oh you could just like okay and he like okay and then he like comes back in and he looks he's like are you sure and I was like oh I am fucking sure. Yes, I am not fucking. So he oh leaves. I'm God. screaming. I am not kidding you. I squat down. She plops out on the floor. Like, oh my God, that is insane. Yeah. Plops out on the floor. I pick her up and I'm like, oh my God, like I just had a baby. <laughs> so I'm like holding her and I'm like, okay. And like I had to use the towel that I'm cleaning up. So I like wrap her in the towel and then like, I am not kidding you. You know how they say like, you just know, like that mommy instinct just like kicks in. It did. Like I put her upside down, started like hitting her because she wasn't crying. And then came back in and was like, oh my God, the baby's here. And the 911 dispatcher is like, no. Okay. So you have to do this. And he's like, no. The baby is out and the dispatcher's like, out. Yeah, the dispatcher's like clicking through the protocol, you know, like, okay, skip, 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 skip. So then he's like, okay. And I was like, go in and get the sucker. So I'm like, go in the drawer, get the sucker out. So we sucked her mouth out and then she started crying. Oh, the turkey baster? Yep, the turkey baster. So okay. we pulled that out, sucked her mouth out, wrapped her up. And then I'm just like sitting there. And so the 911 dispatcher is like, there should be an ambulance there soon. Do you want to stay on the line? And so I'm like, yeah. So then keep in mind, in between, I had called my mom and my aunt to come over and they're like, okay, whatever. So then I called my mom. So then I'm, I'm holding her. I hang up the phone with the 911 dispatcher, call my mom. And I'm like, okay, mom, just so you're aware, where are you? And she's like, I'm on blah, blah, blah road. And I'm like, okay, do you see an ambulance coming? She's like, why? And I was like, well, the baby's here. She's like, oh my God. 
again, and keep in mind, I didn't know what we were having. I didn't know if we were having a boy or girl. So at this point in time, I'm just calling her the baby because yeah. I didn't know if it was a boy or girl because I didn't, yeah, you like, didn't get I, there yet. I didn't look at that part yet because I was just You're a little preoccupied. Baby. Yeah. Oh, and in between there, the 911 dispatcher is like, okay, we have to, you know, the umbilical cord. So comes in with the scissors. And I was like, no, you oh, can't, God, cut, no. You can't no. cut the umbilical cord. No. I watched an Oprah episode. You have to tie it off. You cannot I'm cut so it. I'm so glad you watched an Oprah yeah, episode. Oprah taught me you cannot. So then he goes in and grabs a cell phone charger. And I am like, we are not tying the umbilical cord with a cell phone charger. So I am sure the 911 dispatcher was just like, what oh, is going on with these? On the phone yeah. the whole time. What is wrong with this couple? So I'm like, go get a shoestring. So he goes and grabs yeah. my shoe and cuts off my shoestrings. <laughs> but his logic was, I'm using your shoestrings because all of mine are dirty because he works outside. Okay. So he was like, so I was like, okay, fine. I get it. I'm then just sitting there waiting for the 911 or for EMS to come. My mom comes, my aunt Wait, where's comes. your eldest, by the way? She sleeps through the whole entire thing. Oh, and it happened God. next door to her room. Oh, the I bathroom, forgot this was that night. Yeah, yeah okay. the bathroom was right next to her room and she was slept through the whole thing. Had no idea. Wow. So the EMS comes and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're everything's okay. And there is this like young 20 some year old kid on EMS. And I am sure he's thinking, I joined the EMS to like save people's lives on like car accident, you know, like yeah. he had to hold a garbage bag under me so that when I stood up, my placenta would fall into a garbage bag. <laughs> Poor kid is just like probably. Oh, I'm sure they've seen no, worse. He's new. He was new. Oh. He had only been on the job like a few well, weeks. And so I'm like, oh my God, I traumatized this poor 20 some year old kid. I'm like, you're never either going to have children. So or then- you helped him realize what he needs to expect yeah, in to, this job. Like, yeah. are you ready for are it? Are you ready? Not? Hold the garbage bag so you can catch my placenta as it falls out of my vagina. So oh my um, that it went to took the EMS to the hospital. And so she's 11 now. So at that time, a lot of people were having home births, which weren't always turning out the way that people wanted them to. Had planned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These birth plans. Yes. And so they thought I did it on purpose. On purpose. One of the (laughs) nurses was kind of mean. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like me, like I was in more pain getting stitched up than I was. And then finally the nurse that answered the phone when I called in came in and she's like, oh my God, I am so sorry. And I was like, and then we connected on, she had helped me with my first. And she's like, I am so sorry. I told you not to come in. And I'm like, no, I didn't. She's like, I had, and she felt so guilty. And I was was a bitch nurse in the, in the room when she was saying all this. Yes. So then she, yeah. And so I was, oh no, it pissed me off so much. My husband had to be like, can you numb her more? Like she is in pain. Do you not see how like pain doing it pain? spitefully? Like yes, this is what was, you get for having yes. a home birth. Yeah. And then you go into like the birthing suite and I'm breastfeeding her. And you, you know, when you breastfeed, like your uterus contracts, like that's the whole entire point of. Did not know that. Okay. So when you, yeah, you're, <laughs> it will contract. Okay. So I, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, honey, I think I'm like bleeding out really bad. <gasps> Well, they never pushed on my stomach to get anything out. Oh, no. So I started shedding all of that. They called the nurse and the nurse rips off the thing. There's blood down to my feet Ah! because they never pressed on my stomach to get all of the shit out because 
Okay, I'm dumb and I didn't even realize they do that with natural births. I just assumed they only did it with C sections because no, of all they the blood. push on your stomach and then no, all the I blood didn't realize comes they do that out to of everybody. the body. Oh my yeah. god! So like, since they didn't do that, and so the nurse is like, when you had her, what did it look like at the bath? What did the bathroom look like? And I was like, it was just clear <laughs> fluid. I never bled. Like, I, there was no blood. There was no stuff that came out with it. So like, they never emptied me out. So then they were worried that there was stuff stuck in there. Oh my! God. Come to find out, everything was fine. Did they Whatever. flush you out? They um, hooked me up to something to make my uterus contract more. So I don't know if that's like Pitocin or something. They hooked me up to do something to like flush it all out. And then I had to sit on the toilet. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And then the other crazy part is, is the lady who deals with birth not in the hospital was out of town. So I couldn't get a birth certificate for six months. She was like an they alien. They don't have a backup person? No, I don't know. That? So like I had to go and get written documentation from my doctor my pediatrician saying that I was pregnant that I didn't like steal this baby and bring her in it was so crazy I had like to get a birth certificate for her was insane that's why I don't believe in birth plans because (laughs) I would have been so upset if I would have had a birth plan that I would have oh yeah it was weird the response did you have anybody what like when you didn't have one being like oh well you know you should really have one or I think but like I also too was so like none of my friends had kids so like it was never oh yeah I forget yeah I was kind of I didn't have anybody that like I could Mm -hmm. even talk to about it I think I heard stories that like it never really like you can't expect expect anything what you're expecting (laughs) yeah yeah. So like I never had, I mean, I never had birth, birth, but, and I'm glad I didn't because the only thing that pissed me off is I knowing how it worked with my oldest, with my second, I was so excited to like sit and get weighted on and eat ice chips and like yeah. lay in bed and not have to do anything. Like, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. I mean, still traumatic though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she's always been my bathroom floor baby. And we always bathroom say floor baby. my bathroom floor baby. Hey, at least she wasn't toilet baby exactly that's what I'm saying like what was that show called on oxygen it was called I didn't know I, I, I was, was called I didn't know I was pregnant yes yeah. yes okay you did know you were pregnant I did know I was pregnant. Almost had a so the worst part is is that after that everybody was afraid they were gonna have their baby on the bathroom floor like everybody oh, for sure afraid, like oh my god I'm going in as soon as I have a contraction well that's the annoying thing too about the media we watch is there's this very generic concept of what birthing mm-hmm. is and what it looks like yeah. and Obviously, too, I'd say like 90% of stuff written is written by men who have absolutely no clue. And it's the same generic like template of what birth is. And as we find out, they do not go according to plan. They don't go as planned. And I always kind of feel like it's one of those things. Then you have shame, like there's shame attached to. Oh, yes. And it doesn't go to plan. Yes. Yes. I have one girl that I follow on Instagram and she was really, really like she had all this shame toward herself. And I'm thinking... And a lot of it you hide. Yeah. The other thing too, you know me in the universe, I was supposed to have my babies the way that I did (laughs) because it's representation of how they are, to be honest. My first one is just placed. Your second one's a floor baby? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? She came running into the world and has been keeping me on my toes ever since. Okay. Like, she's that wild (laughs) child that she's like, I'm going to do what I want when I want. So that's. I got to go back to suction. Was it a turkey base or did you have one of those no suction? It was the no suction. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like. Picture a turkey. A turkey baster. Yeah. The EMT would probably be like, what are you doing in here? Oh my God. Well, I want to go through some statistics just to 
so that people can get a better idea. So from an article from a website called The Conversation, which was written by a professor of midwifery. I find it so strange that it's pronounced that way, (laughs) which will be linked in the episode description. Now, this is too, I want to say, an Australian publication. It was actually kind of, I I don't want to say difficult because I didn't really put too much effort into it, but US stuff didn't pop up even when I was typing the United States stuff. So anyways, this is relative to Australia, but can still give us a good gauge. Quote, a recent survey of Australian women found only 58% of women who gave birth in a hospital or birth center got the birth that they wanted, and 27% did not, which that doesn't equal 100%, so I'm not really sure what those statistics are all about. But anyways, women were more likely to view the birth as negative if they had an instrumental birth, which uses forceps or vacuum, or a cesarean section, end quote. I know my mom with my brother, she had the forceps. Mm-hmm. I think she called them the salad forks. Yeah. And then it would like leave like marks on their faces and stuff. I mean, talk about that trauma too, because at that time, I think she was 17 or 18 and didn't even give her water or ice chips for like eight hours because oh. they just apparently forgot and she didn't know she could ask for it. It's like happening. And then she sees, you know, the doctor bring out these fucking gigantic forks or spoons yeah. or whatever they look like, you know, I'm and gonna put these in your vagina. Yes. And just no heads up like, oh, just do it. This boom. And then, yeah. you know, he came out. But yeah, so it's it's traumatizing. And yeah, I, don't think I would we talk I would... about the trauma enough. Yes. Well, it's normalized as just, well, you know, it's what you do. And women just know how to deal with this. No, sure don't. But I also <laughs> think, OK, so when it comes to that, though, when you want to talk about the trauma, you don't ever want to tell a new mom or a mom that before they have a baby that there's all these risks that go along because I feel like it turns into stop trying to scare me. Why are you telling me all the negatives? Like I just saw something that someone had posted and they're like, thanks for all the unsolicited pregnancy stories. Yeah, I guess you're right because it's like telling them that it's probably not going to go to plan. And that also- pisses everybody off because I mean, I get it. Like no one wants to hear that your plans are going to go mm-hmm. not the way you think. But like it's such a touchy thing because you don't want to scare them. But at the same time, but then they sometimes be prepared I feel like- for it not to go the way you want it. I don't think is a negative, especially if it's fifty eight percent. Yeah, so it's you know, fairly common. Yeah, it's very common. And like I said, this is Australia, so I I actually think it's higher in I the would. US. I would think so too because we're gonna get to some other statistics that are pretty shocking, but. At least according to the CDC, and this is updated to present, the CDC states that 31.8% of all deliveries are by C-section. But that statistic doesn't include the women who actually schedule. Because I know, especially with affluent communities yeah. of people, that's just what you do is you schedule your C-section, yeah. you know? Yep. Um, so that's not saying how many of that are unplanned, yeah. like mine. Trying to find these statistics, it wasn't that easy. And... I found some disturbing statistics on the March of Dimes website. So Uh apparently they release a report on maternity care deserts across the United States, which I didn't know was a thing. Mm -mm. But these are counties where they lack maternity care resources, meaning that there's no hospitals or birth centers. Oh, Yeah. So here's where it's pretty alarming. What they found was areas where there is low or no access to maternity care resources affect up to 6.9 million women. Oh, my God. And almost 500,000 births in the U.S. And this includes a 5% increase in counties that have less maternity access than they did in 2020. So it's getting worse, not better. In maternity care deserts alone, approximately 2.2 million women of childbearing age 
and almost 150,000 babies are affected by this. Oh, sad. I know. And there's a 2% increase in counties that are maternity care desert since the 2020 report, which is a breakdown of 1,119 counties and an additional 15,933 women with no maternity care at all. Oh. And so this is why I told you I want to start with this one first because it was very heavy. Yeah. Let's you talk know, your, your, what is your? My experience? Yeah. You want to get more depressing? Okay. Let's so. just, let's just go full bore here. <laughs> I wanted to do water birth. That was my plan. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it natural. My mom gave birth naturally, no epidurals. And I'm like, well, you know, if she can do it, I can do yep. it. <laughs> JK couldn't. And that's okay. But I also had a friend suggest I watch this documentary or maybe it was my midwives. I can't remember a lot of this stuff. I've, you know. Blocked up. Compartmentalized and blocked. But somebody told me to watch this documentary and it was about epidurals and Pitocin and taking those extends it. And it also affects the baby because like the baby's not coming out when it's naturally supposed to. Right. And this causes a lot of birth issues with the baby. And then they talk about, you know, the the drugs being pumped into you are being pumped into the baby and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was already wanting a natural birth to begin with. So this just more solidified that I wanted a natural birth. This is also something I didn't look into, but want to, but I was told to have eggplant Parmesan to, you know, to make it go. See, I heard, I've always heard pineapple. So we have pineapple. Yeah. And there's all these different There's all these. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's what made it horrific because it like induces that stuff. Yeah. But I had the worst contraction. So it started out like, okay, oh, and I had the um, understanding that mine was going to be like yours. Like, oh, these contractions start. It'll be, you know, a few hours. It'll go like this, this, this. Yeah. So again, planning. So it's like, okay, well, I call and they're like, oh, well, don't come in until your contractions are this far apart. Well, they were, they were they were a minute apart. So it's oh, like, yeah. okay, let's get in there. We get in there. My midwife comes in, she checks and she's like, yeah, no, you're, you're nowhere near dilated. So we're going to send you home. Well, they're so bad that I'm puking Ugh. and like, I, I can't deal with the pain. Like, and I have a very high pain tolerance. Like the accident that we talked about when I was 19, my face is bleeding, my lips split open and I can't see anything because my eyes are just completely swollen shut. And one of the cops finally comes. He's like, they'll be here soon. And I'm asking him if he has any painkillers. You know, so it's like, (laughs) yeah, I can deal with pain. And this was a pain I could not deal with. No, he did not have any painkillers, unfortunately. But dang it. (laughs) Thought maybe he might have had a bust, you know, had some in his trunk. (laughs) So we're in the hospital. They're trying to send me home, like doing, you know, what you said, like, oh, well, they just try to send you home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, but now we're seeing, you know, there it's just not enough areas for women, apparently. Yeah. Give birth properly. So they end up not sending me home. They find a suite, put me in it. You know, I'm walking around. I called my mom right when they had started. And she, at the time we were in Minneapolis. And so she drove immediately. And it happened pretty early in the morning when this started, like mm-hmm. I think 5 a.m. So she was like, boom, ready. She already had her bag packed. By the time she gets there, she gets to the hospital and we're, you know, doing the walking and it's like, I just cannot deal with it. My midwife was like, you know, putting it off because it's like, okay, well, you said you wanted this. And it's like, okay, yeah, I changed my mind. Yeah. Um, change up her plan. Yep. So they finally, after, I don't know how long it was. I don't know. Time is an illusion when it comes to birthing. Right. So I have no, mm-hmm. but anyway, so I finally get the same thing, you know, I had to wait for the anesthesiologist. So I get some food in me because like they told me, you know, once you have this, you're not going to be able to eat or drink anything. Yep. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like it, it should be moving along at this point. 
nothing's happening and it's just taking forever. So mm-hmm. it was about 15 hours of that. Well, I end up falling asleep. Oh, and then during that time too, you can hear the heartbeat, which was scary because her heartbeat was sounding like she was panicking. Yeah. Because it'd be this like, and I'd be like, and so then I'm freaking out. Right. Like, is she okay? But trying to block that out, like, okay, whatever, there's nothing you can do about it. Well, I end up taking a nap. And when I wake up, I stretched. And when I did, I must have fucked with the epidural in my back. I told a nurse, they just, you know, they look and they go, okay, whatever. Well, all of a sudden I'm hitting the button and it's not working like it was. Mm -hmm. And I was right that something must have moved. So I go back to natural birth, feeling all the pain again. And at this point, it's obviously worse. Right. My water had just broken, I think after 15 hours. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Or no, it was it was way after that. It ended up being 37 hours of labor and she couldn't come out. And like so finally the next midwife comes in because at this obviously there's another one that came in because the other one's right. It's been, at it's been point. hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's been quite a while. And she comes in. And what's so funny too is this woman was the one I disliked the most of all the midwives that I've dealt with throughout the pregnancy. And she ended up being the best one. Oh. So it's like, of course, universe. Right. The one I liked the most ended up being the worst. Yep. <laughs> yeah, thank you, universe. So anyway, so this she finally comes in and she's like, yeah, so we're getting to a point where there's some things that could happen. And <laughs> my mom's just like, okay. And she's like, you know, um, either mom or the baby could die. There's potential could bleed out at this point. Ugh. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, she's yeah. telling this to me and my mom, and I'm just she's like, so we have some options. We can wait a few more hours, or we can try to get you in for a C-section. And I'm just like, yeah, let's do that. And she's like, okay, yeah. we just need your consent, obviously. We decide that, okay, and it's like, great. Now I have to go through this. So now that I think about it, my water definitely broke while I still had the epidural and the drugs because I remember like I could feel it, sort of. Yeah. You know, I thought like, cause I even told her, I'm like, oh, I, I think I just peed myself. Cause like at that <laughs> point I was tired and I think it was 15 hours in that my water broke and then just nothing was happening. So after 37 hours, that's when the midwife came in and said all that stuff. And so she went to go check to get me scheduled as soon as possible because of all the risks that were going to start happening. So then all of a sudden she comes back and she's like, they have a 20 minute window right now where we can get you in. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. So they quick rush me in and I get everybody, you know, and their stuff. When they wheel me in, you know, I mean, and uh, this is just all, you know, have like, hey, you right. might die and all this is going on. <laughs> Baby might die. And I was already worried because of her heartbeat, like the way it sounded. So they wheel me in and they prop me up. And so I have, you know, tape all on my back from the epidural. And uh, granted now, my drugs are completely worn off by now. So I go back to completely everything at the worst point possible. Yeah. And just like at a snap, it wasn't anything great. It was just like, boom. Yeah. And hey. so they get me to get the spinal tap. And when they do that, clearly can feel everything. They took the tape on my back and just ripped it off. And I oh. swear like that was some of the worst pain out of all of it. And then the worst part about it is the guy jokes, oh, guess that epidural did wear off. Oh. Yeah. So then they placed me on the bed. I look and I see another woman's hair on it. So you can tell it's just they turn and burn these C-sections. Yeah. So I just calmly take the hair and <laughs> take it off the pillow. And then I lay down. You know, they put the sheet up. And then also, too, with a C-section, the drugs, they, they warn you about this. Like, and it was also rapid pace. But obviously, you go numb from 
the waist down. Right. And there's this shivering. And they're like, you know, you might shiver. And I fu- I thought I was dying because like, it's just this like shivering and you just feel like everything's shutting down. And yeah. yeah. So then, you know, they do it. They pull her out. Don't hear anything. Supposedly, <laughs> while they pulled her out, she decided to take a dump in my stomach. So oh, yeah. It just like, it just had to be the perfect ending to that yep. was that she just shit in my stomach. So I was like, fucking fantastic. So anyway, so they take her, they clean her. And the craziest thing is you can't feel the pain, but you can feel pressure. Pressure, yeah. So you can feel them putting your insides back in. I couldn't see it because they had the sheet up. But And then the other annoying thing is they kept asking her father if he wanted to come and look. And they do that with every every C-section. Like, hey, you want to come look? And it's like, and he kept going like, and I'm like, you are not looking. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that is not... And I, th- I thought they had to stay behind the curtain. Like, yeah, it wasn't and everybody a bus. I like, know stay behind the curtain. had a C-section, they've done that with the father. Hey, you want to come look at it? Weird. I mean, it's just, it's it's insane. So yeah, she, she comes out and <laughs> like, thank God it's over. And then, you know, put her on me. And that's another thing we're going to have to bring up as a discussion because I didn't have an attachment right away to her. No. Like, you know, it's that idea of like, oh, and that you just, you just connected. It's, mm-hmm. oh. And there's this artist, God, what is her name? Brandy Carlisle. She had a concert and I watched it like, I want to say like a year after she was born. And she talks about that and how shameful you feel. For not having and it. it's totally so, natural. Yeah. With I had that too, because she swallowed my amniotic fluid when she was coming out. So they took oh. her to the NICU immediately. So like, I didn't, I felt like I didn't have that. I will say with my second, I felt like I had it more because a yeah. the birth thing, yeah. but also too like. You're already it's accustomed more, to being a mom. Right, right. And also, too, like, I had major postpartum. That I think we should do a postpartum. Well, we're going to definitely um, have to do that, especially yes. after the story. <laughs> yes. And I think, like, I had major postpartum with to the yeah. point where I just didn't think I wanted to be around because it was so overwhelming. And I even told one of my friends, I'm like, when I when I was pregnant before I actually had her and was like, I definitely think I'm going to have some major postpartum because yeah. I could just feel it totally. But yes, I think I agree. Not having that connection after you feel when they put you on lot. it. There's yeah. pressure. Yeah. Well, and then I wasn't ready for the squeezing. So <laughs> they cut me open and then they're like, we're, they're like, we're so sorry. We have to do this. I mean, it was like right after and then just pressing down where they had just <laughs> yeah. sewn me back sewn in. You back in. And oh. then they had to do it more. They So they had to do it every half hour for five hours, I think it was. I can't remember. And just pressing because then they had to do it because of the C-section too. Yeah. So I just assumed it was because of having a C-section. So now I know they had to do it for both. Yeah, they also do um, it. Yeah. So it's like you think the trauma is over and then it's like, ah! JK. And then they did that yep. for, you know, so it was this constant feeling of like, is this over? And, yeah. you, you know, and so we'll have to get to postpartum because we are definitely out of time. Yes. But please message in the group chat on Facebook your experiences. Did anybody actually have one go to plan? What does that feel like, you know, yeah. versus when it doesn't? Oh, the other thing too quick before we end. So remember the the midwife who was kind of rude? Yeah. And like, you know, was like downplaying my pain when I first came in. So she, the other midwife clearly talked to her because when we were leaving to go home, because I was in the hospital for, I think, five days. Um, oh, wow. And when, oh, yeah. I'm outside waiting for his father to pick me up uh, or pull the car around. And that midwife sees me and she just she sees me and she comes up to me and just hugs me. 
and is Aww. like, I'm so sorry. So clearly she must have known that she was a total bitch to me. And like, yeah. yeah, my pain actually was that bad. Yeah. But yeah, she just came up and hugged me. And I'm like, yeah, it didn't really go as. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have that fun experience. <laughs> didn't have the best experience like they put out there. But yeah. Yes. On the Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, share your birthing experience. Good, bad, neutral. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Or just <laughs> what? They're all over the place. Yep. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Anonymous Mom. Have a question you want answered or a topic you'd love for us to discuss? Email us at anonymousmompod at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous, join our Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, where you can post your topic or question anonymously. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.